0: Hello there, and welcome to the Last Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games, and all that jazz that's no tomorrow. This week, we're talking about the Suicide Squad, DC's latest yeah. film. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host John. John, it's been it's been forever. We haven't recorded since in like three
1: weeks. Yes. how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, it is weird that we haven't recorded for a long time. We've had a break, uh, we? yeah. So, but we have been watching films and all that jazz oh, you know. yes. we know, it's us it's, it's from us we always, always you, we, we always are, watch them yeah of course. what are you saying I, so much.
0: I uh just yesterday um i started my wes anderson rewatch before the french dispatch so so excited to talk about all them i've got to bring bottle rocket down to you at some point
1: yeah yeah and uh just to, to discuss all of his films, so I'm pretty looking forward to, to watch all of them. So, oh yes, yeah. the, the the
0: the the film season has just begun. Um, oh yes, yes. the film Let's, season. Oh yeah, there's 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 a lot. I think I think pretty much we've got a couple of weeks. We're doing Bad Batch next week. We're gonna do Tenet for our one year special. A couple of weeks, and then we're gonna go straight into we've got Shang Chi. A couple of weeks after we got Venom, and then we've got you know like No Time to Die, Eternals. Ghostbusters, loads and loads of stuff.
1: It's going to be then, great. Yeah, you got all of that, and uh, and yeah, this year for films it was okay. Yeah, I think you know it's going so far. There's been some well. bangers. There have been some bangers. Yes, yeah, there um, have been some bangers, yeah. but sometimes there wasn't <coughs> that good. Of, um, what? Uh, <coughs> yeah, yeah some yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, 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 yes, yes, and uh, but. It's there's bangers. There's definitely a lot of bangers oh, right there.
0: Definitely. I agree. Let's let's start right into it. Let's get straight into the news. Yes. Um mm. Doctor Who is yes. not, is is something that we, we've talked about briefly. Um, um but if anyone who It's a fan favorite
1: show. It is a fan favorite uh, show. And this week's news was uh unexpected. A well bit? I mean,
0: yeah, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, but what is happening now is something that I've been waiting for for a while it has been announced, so two things have been announced, one I think is very sad, the other I cannot be happier, so the first one, Jodie Whittaker will be leaving after one more season and four specials she'll be leaving, uh, or is it three specials uh, who knows I
1: think, um, yeah uh,
0: and so she'll be leaving 2022 after season 13 Teen, and then an Easter special a summer special uh, no like a new year special an Easter special and a autumn something special um so yes yeah, so, and, and she'll be replaced by whoever plays the next doctor which i think is really sad in all honesty I think yeah she's an excellent actress and, and and there were so many opportunities to make one of the best doctors but at least for me it's such a shame that she will be remembered as one of the worst. And all that is down Uh, to Mr. Chris Chibnall, the showrunner and writer of most of the episodes of season 11 and 12, who, good news, is also leaving. That's the good news. I'm so happy that
1: he's leaving. He is... Um,
0: He's done irreparable damage.
1: I'm hoping that someone, you know, uh, will bring back the spark of Doctor Who. Bring back Russell T. Davis. The writing. Bring, bring, bring. Oh, we can't bring Stephen Moffat because he's left and done doing some sort of the work, but, Russell uh, T Davis yeah. please bring him back, because he it. Is bring back either me. of um, them,
0: they're both, they're both great, and, I, I miss them, I really do, um, yeah, well it's just yeah. that, you know, here's the thing, Chibnall has, he, he, in fairness, he has one more season, to make it up, he could make a great season, what, one more, you know, he to <sighs> make more. a great season, a great few specials, he could reverse, all of the messy stuff that he did at the end of season twelve, I think that he can really fix it. Um, I think there's yeah. potential depending on the writers he uses and the ideas, but I don't. I'm not holding out hope. Um, it's a real shame, but I will remember Chris Chibnall's
1: tenure in a bad way. You know, yeah, and, and <sighs> the the way you know the first episode. Wait, who? Oh, uh, who wrote the first? episode for jodie Whitt- whittaker's doctor i think was it steve that was, no
0: it was chris Chibnall.
1: oh yeah that 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 one was a good intro that yeah was a good i intro. quite liked it you know but, it's I, I i think
0: i think you know i've become more and more cynical as it's gone on i know that you 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 just given up i'm fair yeah, fair I'm enough man like uh, i i I, I, <sighs> I keep on going
1: in and i'm like it could be good It's it's never good it's always bad it could be just... good it could be good and then you just watch something mm. that is completely opposite to Doctor Who mm. um yeah and th- I don't know why but it feels like that you're just watching a whiff-off version of Doctor Who just yeah you know... it just
0: it just you know it doesn't have so many fundamentals of storytelling in general you know the characters oh. are underdeveloped and everything feels uh surface level you know
1: and there's no, there's you, no depth it to it it, there's no conventions at all because mm. usually you have this uh, whole idea okay, you got the plot by where are they? What are these aliens? What are mm. they trying to do? And then they just go through mystery. at the end, it's you know the resolution, and you know it's it's great if you if you want to you know experience the true you know feeling and spark in the whole Doctor Who thing, watch Doctor. Doctor.
0: Yeah, Matt Smith yeah. is, you know, yeah, there was weird. something really special about it, his 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 time. Um, it's just, I'm, I'm i mean, i mean I think season thirteen he could fix it. However, he's he's not only is Chibnall bringing back the Santarans, you might want to hold your breath, oh, this one, John. Yeah,
1: he's yeah. He's
0: bringing back the Weeping Angels, and uh. there's a reason why they haven't done the Weeping Angels since season seven. There's a reason why Stephen Moffat was the only person to ever write the Weeping Angels. Like, because it's difficult to do the Weeping Angels. And if there's one person who I think, who who I would say, don't do the Weeping Angels, it's Chris Chibnall. So I'm worried a little bit, you know, mostly sceptical, but a little bit optimistic. I hope that Julie Whisker goes out with a bang. I doubt she will.
1: Yeah. And... Right. So another thing I was just looking back now was there was a show called Class, and that was hmm. completely linked to Doctor Who.
0: Yes, in the uh, twenty seventeen, I think, like those. Hi- yeah. Right. Yeah. There was a hiatus for so Doctor Who. This
1: one I really enjoyed this uh, class TV show. I thought it was a good spin-off. And uh I, I it it was just, you know, something to you know see on the Oh, side yeah so that one i was like oh okay at the end it was literally so showing us the weeping angels but the last time that show oh really i didn't um, know that
0: was 2016
1: yeah i watched and episode they,
0: one and i thought it was fine i wasn't a huge fan yeah
1: but the, the rest of the show is quite good if oh you, good if you want to <laughs> see something that you know completely different uh but uh you can you can watch it it's great um but the one thing that really annoyed me is at the end of the season there was a massive cliffhanger there was a massive massive cliffhanger i was like what and i completely forgot that they just didn't continue it and i was like what What? why
0: (laughs) yeah and the the likelihood is they're probably not going to continue it and it's been it's been five years at this point but you know, there are yeah. so many parts of Doctor Who in the in the um, revival that they have teased and never kind of yeah. done anything with. They never did anything with, or at least not in the show. They've done, obviously, audio adventures, but they didn't do anything with the Doctor's daughter from Series 4. They didn't do anything with uh, Clara and Ashilda in the bloody TARDIS cafe. You know, like... Wait, TARDIS cafe?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember that episode,
0: yeah. Hellbent.
1: Remember that one? Do you remember? Oh, it? You remember oh, it? yes. Yeah, it was dreadful. It was <sighs> the worst. Coming um, after one what? of the best
0: episodes in the whole show, Heaven Sent, you then get Hellbent. Disgraceful. Oh.
1: Hellbent, get that out. But Heaven Sent, oh, oh uh, you Heaven know, sent. let me tell you, this show, yeah. the, 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 this episode is a masterpiece. Like, mm. it, it is the throne. It's, you know, it, it sits down the throne of you know the best episode of Doctor Who because it literally shows Ooh, like bold claim, the, bold claim. Uh, the mentality of Doctor of the Doctor and you know the things that he goes through and uh, I mean it's and Capaldi's it's, best for sure it's Capaldi's best yeah and
0: and we oh, gonna... we we love some Peter Capaldi as you as you can see from the thumbnail of the video our Suicide has got thumbnail is just Peter Capaldi as the thinker because give me more peter capaldi in my life uh, yes
1: peter capaldi is just one of the best actors uh, mm. so yeah. Oh, yeah. yes
0: indeed oh yes indeed um our next piece of news is some set pictures for the flash showing batflex back john mm-hmm. <gasps> <laughs> yeah like the yeah. wind he has returned so we had pictures here of a stunt double so not we didn't get the full man we didn't get the man himself but we have seen stunt double uh on a motorbike bat bike you know whatever uh, it will turn out to be oh my god i'm so excited to see batfleck back again i cannot believe uh, it it's, uh, i'm yeah i'm yeah. excited i'm so excited it's gonna be great uh this this obviously joins our the set pictures of um michael keaton as bruce wayne and sasha kalla's Supergirl, uh you know various other things of with um ezra miller and kirstie clemens and stuff but it's awesome to see um the bat what batfleck's gonna look like what do you think
1: um yeah i'm, I'm totally excited for this because um it, <sighs> michael keaton and ven affleck are playing as batman and you know it's 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 a crazy crossover. Um, like oh, yes. you're watching uh, CW uh, crossover. You know, for you know, Flash and Arrow for the first time. You go, whoa, yeah. they're they're here. So this is really exciting, and I'm really yeah, this isn't well. like
0: anything that they've ever done. Um, you know, this is this. I mean, it's like it's, it. I mean, it, it's like what they're gonna do with No Way Home in Marvel. Which, by the way, I said weeks ago when we recorded our Marvel 2021 episode, maybe we'll get a Spider-Man trailer. Still no bloody Spider-Man
1: trailer. What? What the hell? I Marvel. I I don't know what they're doing right now. Uh, just, are, are they probably are just they sitting? Just... They're probably just sitting
0: in their offices smoking weed.
1: Uh. Just like uh, we oh we man. Have no, oh, we have you. no. We have no rumors about the trailer. We have nope. nothing. Nope. We have nothing. Nope. Oh, wait. No, nothing. Nothing. Uh, but today, apparently, it's Peter Parker's birthday. Oh, really? Wait. That interesting. That, that was two minutes ago. Wait. What?
0: Wait. There hasn't been a
1: trailer, has there?
0: No. Um, but oh, it said two minutes. You can't do that to me.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. It, it's today. Today's Peter Parker's birthday, so... Hey, maybe something will happen today. Maybe something happened today. Uh, But, yeah, uh, if the trailer does come out today, then we will discuss it next week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we will. Um, But, yeah, Yeah. so, like, they're trying to do this kind of, like... And they are seemingly going through this kind of Spider-Man crossover. And the Batman crossover is you know very similar but obviously you've got about 10 15 years more you know um you know from the past you know obviously batman 89 and um, being uh, you know uh, 13 years before spider-man 2002 so like this is like so cool to be able to see this kind of moment revived in this way and i think that's what dc might have an edge over marvel it, with doing this multiverse stuff I mean, I'm going to enjoy them both because I think they both have really good opportunities. But I think I'm more excited for the Marvel, the DC stuff, because DC have got the opportunity to do, you know, like, You've got your your Batman 89 stuff. You could you could throw in some stuff from the original Superman stuff. You've got loads of different things, loads of different co- continuities, like old TV shows, like the original Wonder Woman, the original Batman, you know, stuff like that, that they could just kind of throw in wherever they want. And I think The Flash is the perfect place for this. I can't wait. It's um, November next year, so we've got a while to wait, but oh, I'm excited. Yeah.
1: And I feel like that they've got a lot of time on their hand and, you know, they're going to go... Do the film, and hopefully they they will give creative control to, um, to the director. You know, Andy Muschietti. Yes. So yeah. So hopefully they're doing great with their
0: director control at the moment. Yeah, it really is looking great. Um, Another piece of DC news is it seems that Mister J.K. Simmons will be returning as Jim Gordon. For the Batgirl series on HBO Max or oh. film or whatever, this has to do with it. A couple of weeks ago, we had the news that um, Batgirl has been cast. I cannot remember the name of the actress who was cast, but she was recently in the, in 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 The Heights. And now the rumor on the street been reported that J.K. Simmons is going to return as Gordon. This is another connection to the Snyderverse. What do you think? Oh,
1: that's great. That's great because you know we loved J.K. Simmons in. Oh yes, uh, yes in. The Snyder Cut, Leslie or... Grace, that's right. She'll be playing Batgirl. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the name. So, yeah, uh, I'm, you know, looking forward to see J.K. Simmons returning because, um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, having that connection to be, you know, in the Snyderverse again and having Batgirl, that's great. You know, uh, and, you know, we can see the relationship between Jim Gordon, you know, and Batgirl and you go, oh, wow, okay, so we're going to see, like, something from the comic. Um, like yeah, I mean, that, yeah.
0: I, th- I think that, you know, we've had some great Jim Gordons, you know, obviously, can't wait for Jeffrey Wright in The Batman, Um, Gary Oldman was great in The Dark Knight Trilogy, Um, Ben McKenzie, amazing in Gotham, but who we haven't, we didn't really, in both Justice Leagues, we didn't really get much from J.K. Simmons as Gordon, and yeah, I'd love true. to see, obviously, Batfleck, is he's already two you know he's 20 years on into his career that you know we're not going to be able to see his kind of blossoming new relationship with gordon but we might get that from a different angle from batgirl's perspective and yeah this of uh, this show if it is a show um unless they want to make it a film uh obviously it was originally going to be a film directed by joss whedon thankfully he left um but this show has the opportunity to bring back loads of people from DC's current universe. So this is going to be set in the same universe as you know Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and Justice League, whether that be the Snyder verse or the like whatever they want, the regular DC verse, whether it's all the same thing, they could bring back Batfleck, they could bring back Alfred, they could like you know introduce this version of Robin, you know. Um mm. I think there's some really, really, really interesting
1: prospects here. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really interesting to think about um, to bring, you know, returning characters. Uh, so, yeah. I'm hoping Way Brothers will do that. So, me too. And
0: um, we yeah. also got uh, our first picture. I don't know if you've seen this, but we got our first picture of Lord of the Rings, uh, the TV show. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, looks so, amazing. So it does so this came with with a, a release date of 2nd of september 2022 uh so still got a little bit to wait uh but i completely agree with you this looks amazing i mean so we've got this you'll see it on screen right now as a, you know you've got this like this small person against so this huge beautiful landscape this you know built city mm-hmm. which uh, i i must say at least from the imagery of the films i'm not familiar with uh, i'm not sure if, i'm not sure if they said what it was but it just looks so interesting um yeah what do you think
1: yeah uh you know as we talked about um about the lord of wings uh tv show uh you know it's going to be a prequel but mm. you know for the first shot or, or, or for the you know photo of it it looks great and uh i feel like that they're gonna you know bring back uh the whole universe you know lord of the rings you know what makes lord of the rings lord of the rings so yes. you know, yeah you know why it's so magical why is it so entertaining to watch or you know to bring back you know Tolkien's whole idea of it so
0: yeah and if, if this yeah. is going to be intended to be set in the same universe as the films you've got some really interesting you know in terms of the locations you've got some really interesting um opportunities to explore some some locations from the films but in the past if you've played you've played shadow of mordor haven't you
1: yes did you play
0: shadow of war no (laughs) right so shadow of no so shadow of war you actually see kirith ongar you know um the fortress in um return the king from which Sauron unleashed his army, and it, it sends it. sends a huge beam yes, into the sky. Yes, 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 you see that before it fell into the hands of the orcs back when oh. it was like back back when it was like a, a citadel for for Gondor, and it's so cool for to Gondor. play and see it, Gondor, um, to properly see it like that, and it, it's really interesting. However, this show there's so many opportunities yes. to do that. There's so many cool prospects to see places that we know. But in the past, in the first Shadow of Mordor game, it was all set in, in Mordor itself. You saw, like, the Black Gate being built. It, it, it's so interesting. Oh, wow. I think there's some I really need to cool play there. To that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those games are, are, are loads of fun. I never finished Shadow of War, though. I never did. I just... I'm just with a lot of games i'm just re- I'm really bad at finishing them, I must say, like looking yeah, at my same. games right I, now i have
1: a really bad habit of finishing you know single player games or something like last time for Dark bites, so this game, Dark Souls uh-huh. and uh I you know I couldn't defeat the bosses mm-hmm. and I was like, oh God, what the heck, So I left the game for a whole year, mm-hmm. and then someone told me like oh you should you should you should uh still play uh, wasn't that uh, that then, was
0: that was zane wasn't it our thumbnail editor yeah at college yeah
1: yeah yeah zane, yeah so zane oh yeah remember that. so zane told me you should you should you should definitely replay it I go okay I, I can't defeat Squas so I did and then I just finished the whole game I was like wow like, yeah. I should
0: yeah so more experience I guess um but yeah no I understand what you mean um I <laughs> like I literally I still haven't finished Halo 3 uh, when I was playing the Master Chief Collection. Didn't finish Shadow of War, didn't finish Red Dead Redemption 2, never finished LEGO DC Super Villains, never finished Battlefront 2 campaign. Like, I'm just really bad with it. <laughs> I can't lie wait, to you. Wait, you haven't finished the Battlefront 2 campaign? I know it's tiny, but I played a little bit and I thought it was all I, right. And I then...
1: played it and I thought it was... It got boring. I, I think it, was, good. it was good. There
0: was a really was good. good mission where you... Obviously, you play as Inferno Squadron, and, and, and there's a really cool mission where you get in an 8080, right? You steal an 8080, yeah. and then like you have to like, escape the Imperial facility. I thought that was absolutely awesome, and then it just kind of got a bit boring. Um, I just kind of was yeah, just like, it's just like they join the rebellion, and I just kind of lost all interest. I mean, it, a story really has to hook me, like, Lego, yeah. um, like the, a lot of the Lego games are really easy. And, and, you know, like, really, like, nice games, just kind of sit back and just play. But LEGO DC Supervillains, I just wasn't really feeling it, you
1: know? Oh, yeah. And I wish... It, right, so here's a game that, you know, you can make you entertain and, you know, mm. can make you story-driven. So uh, I had played Resident Evil Village and God mm. of War. Those are completely different genres, and they all rely on story-driven uh, elements as well. So... Um, they didn't really drop the ball, like you know, with everything. Because sometimes video games, it can lose some touch; it can lose. So yeah, lose. I mean, uh, Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. Oh yeah, Arkham Knight started out started
0: out really well, but the momentum really kind of like the Deathstroke
1: boss battle. Wow, <laughs> it's it's so still haven't awesome. got over it. <laughs> I wish they do a Deathstroke ba- uh boss battle in. Uh, Gotham Knights or in the Suicide Squad game.
0: Oh, Um, I forgot about those. (laughs) (laughs) I just forgot they were happening. But here's an interesting thing. I don't know if you saw, but James Gunn said his original pitch. I mean, we're not even talking about Lord of the Rings anymore, but who cares? Um, His original pitch for the Suicide Squad was going to be the Suicide Squad versus a a brainwashed Superman. And he said that if, he, if he's given the opportunity to do a sequel for The Suicide Squad, he's going to do a, a Suicide Squad versus Justice League film. How cool would that be? Imagine The Suicide oh. Squad versus Cavill's Superman. That would be great.
1: <laughs> I need to watch it. Um, <laughs> that would be wow. so cool. Um, honestly. If nothing else, to see Henry Cavill back that, as Superman, that would be amazing. That would work. Mm. That would work so well after you know the post-credit scene at you know the end of uh the Snyder Cut. You know, like take mm. down Bruce Wayne and yeah. then forms up like the other people for the Superstar Squad. You know, they can pick, Yeah, you know, hey, I didn't even God. think
0: about that. They could, they could tie it all in. I mean, Zack Snyder and and James Gunn know each other. Uh, James Gunn wrote Dawn of the Dead to their friends. Um, so maybe, yeah, oh, maybe that could yeah. be connected.
1: Yeah, that could work really well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that- Warner Brothers, let's do it. Warner Brothers, please, please. I mean, let's be Star honest Snyder right Snyder now. James Gunn to this because it is a wonderful idea. Definitely. Um, well, yeah. let's be honest.
0: Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. Um, it's been getting incredible reviews. It's it is. doing really well. A lot of people are saying it's a flop. It's not a flop. We, you know, we're still kind of dealing with the fallout of the pandemic for a digital release. You know, it's su- like I went to cinemas. Cinema was packed. It was so full. Yeah, same. People, people it, it,
1: it was great.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. I felt like I was back home. I think that this film will do well enough. They'll make a sequel. I mean, they made a sequel to Shazam, and that film only grossed, you know, three hundred million. So if you want to call, it, so you know, that's also arguably a flop. But yeah. definitely make a sequel to that. I think James is going to be able to provide some yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we will talk about. But we got a couple more pieces of news. First of all, a new Venom trailer. Did you watch the new Venom trailer?
1: Yes, I did. What do you think? Um, they turned Venom into a comedian. Yeah, he's, he, he's very funny, isn't he? Yeah. He's, got, he's, got,
0: he's got a lot of, got a lot of lines. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that, um, but if that's what they're going for, I mean, I, I, sure. I must say, remember when the first trailer released, we did say, oh, Carnage looks horrible. I was wrong.
1: Yeah, I said that I, I said we've only too. seen one shot
0: of him. He might look cool. I think he looks great. I think Carnage looks great. Um, but yeah, much improved. He, he, I don't know if they've changed cool. it or what, but he looks great, you know. I doubt they've changed it because they would that would take a lot of time and then it'd be like the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And... No, 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 no. I just think he looks great. Um, I'm excited. Yeah.
1: I, I'm excited as well to, you know, see what this film has in store you know mm. with carnage with the whole relationship between venom and eddie brock mm. and the whole situation about you know seeing uh eddie's ex-wife yes you know with a married.
0: New guy. yeah well interesting and, to see yeah. how that i mean have you seen you've seen venom haven't you
1: yeah of, yeah, of course. Of course. I've seen Venom. Yeah, well, I, I, that's...
0: It's the thing. I don't really remember Venom. I, I remember seeing it, but here's the thing, right? I watched Venom and I thought that was all right. And then on the same day, so I did Double Bill, I watched Venom and then I watched First Man. So, you know... Oh. I just totally forgot about Venom because First Man was so good. Um, First oh, Man so, like, is just... Ah, oh, so not, good. Not to be confused with a mediocre Ardman animation film. Early Man. Um... But it's like we're going to do Venom, by the way, on the pod, and um, so in uh, on the twelfth of September, we're going to talk about Venom, and um, the first one. Um, but yeah, I don't really remember much about it other than it was very middling. So I'm actually really excited to see, you know, does it hold up and is the sequel better? I mean, I I think Andy Circus could bring something really unique to it. Mm.
1: Yeah, and
0: I oh my god, Andy Circus is going to play. Alfred in the Batman, I totally forgot.
1: <gasps> you totally forgot oh, to about
0: that as well. Oh my god. Uh, I can't wait. That's gonna be so good.
1: I wonder, I wonder how he's gonna dress as Alfred. You know. It's mm. gonna be hard to depict what he's gonna dress like. Yeah, because... well, I
0: mean Alfred in the films at least, Alfred has gone from being kind of like the a butler in um in uh you know the Batman 89 and the Schumacher films, yes. and then like he kind of he's a bit more kind of uh, like a carer Combat. Combat. yeah you know <laughs> yeah i mean i guess he does smash a... i mean look does... at
1: that in in the batman comics
0: you know he's a bit oh more... yeah oh in the comics yeah but i mean like, on screen oh, in the new he's gone too. from a butler and now he's a bit more like tech based in the like the snyder films <laughs> yeah and then, so
1: oh and he's just not he's not hesitant to use the shotgun against the joker oh my God, you know yes. can you see that in, in end game Go- oh <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's like amazing. Yeah, uh, I you you, you kind of want to see a different side to Alfred, you know, you want to see more of mm. the butler to him because mm. you know,
0: well, I mean, like, Batman. yeah, he,
1: he's been very hands on in the last few films, but I do wonder,
0: you know, is this one going to be a bit more kind of like what you <laughs> kind of see in, in Arkham Origins, you know, in Arkham Origins when he's just kind oh. of like, oh, I, yeah. prepa- I prepared Christmas dinner for you, sir, and he's like, I won't need it, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna, a, I'm, go, I'm gonna go and stop people trying to kill me for money. Um, <laughs> it's Black Mask. Yeah, that's it, and Black Mask is. Um, <laughs> uh, literally, it, whenever yeah. I
0: mean, basically, whenever I think about a comic book film, unless it's Shang Chi, my mind just goes to the Batman. You know, like it, it, out of all the but... upcoming comic book films, the
1: Batman I'm so excited for. Oh, the Batman because it is. It has that, you know, that comic book feel to it. You know, you're just watching, something straight from a comic book, you know, mm. with the whole aura, aura of, you know, of this fear of Batman. And you go, oh, my God, he is scary. He is, you know, that terrifying atmosphere. Oh, the idea of that, because but the whole thing, I the whole idea of Batman is trying to be scary. You know, he's trying to put fear into criminals, and, you know. Oh! And good news! I I have been playing. Oh, okay, I'll tell that at the end um, because it is great. while I've been playing so.
0: Oh, nice! Yeah, I'm. I'm, ex- I'm excited to hear now. Um, so our final piece of news is this is something that I'm really excited for. The Bad Batch has been renewed for season two next year. I mean, Ooh. first of all, next year is going to be such a big year for Star Wars. You've got the Book of Boba Fett right at the end of this year, so kind of um, head-tailing into next year. And then you've got Bad Batch, you've got Andor, you've got Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mandalorian Season 3. Next year is going to be packed uh, for uh, yeah. on-screen Star Wars content. But, yeah, we haven't talked about the Bad Batch in a while, but don't you worry, we're going to talk about all of Season 1 uh, of next course. week. Are you caught up?
1: Uh just need to watch the last episode, and oh, that's it.
0: Man, I'm... Obviously we've got the finale uh on Friday, but I'm so excited um oh. like everything that it's doing is so interesting to me and and I think the fact that we're getting a sequel uh or or a season two should i say is like there's so much more that I want to explore about the world and about the characters and i'm i am i I'm excited
1: yeah i' i i'm i'm looking for i'm looking forward to see what's gonna happen
0: me too me
1: too right.
0: It's time, John. It's time. Uh, we've been we've been talking. About, we've basically been talking about this. Is one of those films when we did our first ever episode of the podcast? We talked about this 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 film. And so it's time to talk about the Suicide Squad. Oh. So we've got a lot to talk about Suicide Squad. I'll let
1: you uh I'll let you start it off just simply what what do you think? Um so I've watched the film a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and um, it it was it was something for me to 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 watch this film um i mean it i don't know it it was just unexpected to watch um and it was definitely a james Gunn's film you know you can definitely see the stuff that from the Guardians films and onto here you got oh wow yeah he's done uh all the things that he's done as well. And there's a lot of detail in this film I really like as well. Uh from characters and some really cool stuff, I think. Uh well the whole film the uh the whole film I really liked uh, was characters. Um the whole I, I-, I like the story as well. So um yeah, but I I was having mixed feelings about it, uh about the Suicide Squad. I thought, oh, this is too Ridiculous! Uh, I, I don't know. It just, but it's a film. I just got it's a film. It's a
0: film. I mean, I can't argue with you. It's definitely a film. Um, but it, I it, I I agree with a lot of that. Um, James Gunn's auteur, well, uh, his I'm so used to saying in film studies auteur stamp, um, but his his directorial stamp is in there. You know, as you said, there's a lot of similarities to Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and yeah this film i I really understand what you mean I think immediately I was so taken aback I was so like what first of yeah, all
1: exactly I, first of all
0: spoilers I, this is yeah, like spoilers.
1: oh yes spoilers. there's like so um, much to
0: talk about from the get-go you can't avoid spoilers if you plan to watch it don't watch anything about it just watch it like you can't really talk about this film but'm talking about spoilers and I think that came immediately with the opening. We're opening with Savant, Michael Rooker's character. And I was, like, having so much fun. I loved how all the oh, different, yeah. Honestly, all the different, the music. Like, yeah, the music was working so good. It was a Johnny Cash song, I, I believe. Um, and, you know, you had loads of, um, loads of stuff in the squad. Just little moments, just dialogue that told me more about these people than I got about anything in 2016 Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, I was yeah, having exactly. so much fun. And this is and then James going through the biggest curveball, which is which made me completely shocked and and like taken aback. But I think also was the most in like just the the, the ingenious thing. Right. He basically just killed everyone <laughs> immediately. Yeah.
1: Um, and I was I, I did not expect. No, to, you know, not to die,
0: Captain Boomerang. Oh, I mean, OK, this isn't a problem with the film, right? But yes. there was so much talent in those in those like first batch in the first squad. There was so much talent that I think was wasted. You know, I would have loved to see more from Pete Davidson. I would have loved to see more from Nathan Fillion. Would have loved to see more from Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. Bloody Weasel was great. Like they, Like they just Weasel. set up a team that I was <laughs> that I was so excited to watch. I could have watched all of those characters and it would have been great. But I really really liked how they all just died i thought that was amazing
1: um i mean the whole joke about this is like don't get attached to uh yeah these characters yeah and uh but yeah the opening was great uh, as i said about like the music johnny cash songs playing uh and the whole introduction to savant and with all the other characters and i was like yep they they're gonna die because you know the this the opening, uh. But yeah, but yeah. Throughout we this film, guy... it it, 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 make, oh, it makes we you... finally found out. We finally found out what TDK do- does, and he's completely the, e-
0: the detached, the the, the the detachable kid is who he is with his arms. I mean, that was literally like just the strangest thing like we've been theorizing Ooh, what does tdk stand for like is he arm fall off boy like what's happening and then like i just thought that was hilarious um yeah they knew how to use those characters those stupid characters and they used them for a purpose i think yeah the marketing the marketing did this film dirty in my opinion not because it made the film look bad on the contrary it made the film look great but i think you know, I think I expected a lot more from some of the characters. I think in the I, efforts I, in the efforts in the efforts that the, that the marketing took to make the everyone feel like they had a similar stake in the plot, it made it made me more excited to see characters who we weren't, you know? Like, as you said, they killed Captain Boomerang. He was he was one of the highlights of 2016 Suicide Squad. I he's great. Yeah. He's even I what I rewatched Birds of Prey just before I went to the cinema. Which, might I say, is such a good film. Um, and they even referenced Captain Boomerang in that. And I just thought, no, they wouldn't kill him. They'd at least have him do some stuff, but I think it was his death that made you think, okay, they're willing to kill anyone right now. Um, yeah. I think the only person I knew was safe was Harley. Was Harley. They're not going to kill yeah. Harley. Are they fucking going to kill Harley, Harley Quinn? It's just not going to happen. Yeah, Like, Harley Quinn is like, you know, DC's like villainous poster girl. You know, it's Joker yeah. and Harley Quinn. They're the two like DC villains that people think of. You know, it's like you're not going to kill off a Wonder Woman and Batman because those are, like the two biggest DC like superheroes. <laughs> it's yeah. not going to happen. Um, not in a franchise like this anyway. Um, but yeah, I think that that opening was so surprising, but also so genius. And I, I really liked that about it. It was ballsy. You know, it was. Yeah. it was. It was a move yeah. that was like. I didn't expect that, but I also thought it was really cool. And then the way that it it, it it then panned over to the other team, obviously consisting of Peacemaker, Bloodsport, Polka Dot Man, King Shark, Rat Catcher, and um, Polka He's- Dot Man. Bloodsport. Uh, I, said, I, said, I said Bloodsport.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, seeing those uh, characters, you know, on the diversion, it's quite funny because... Yeah. Like, oh are they are they going to start the film in like a rescue mission or they're going to go oh of course this is the suicide squad you know this is a mm. whole thing as well but uh the, the funniest thing you know as i said about the whole introduction which just got more than you know in the characters in uh, the 2016 version mm. so yeah uh, yeah it's great and uh but the whole film, I'm going to say this, Bloodsport is my favourite character from this film. He is such a cool character. I really really like like. Bloodsport. I think
0: everyone in that main team, once you get Harley Quinn and Rick Flag in there, they're all done brilliantly. One of my favourite things about this film was they didn't need Harley Quinn to be a main character, they didn't need it to be a story about her. She doesn't go through any big kind of arc. She just continues her journey from Suicide Squad and from Birds of Prey. You know, she doesn't have any kind of um, huge, like you know, emotional journey to go on. And I think that's okay. You know, I I I'm I'm glad that they knew when to use her. And I and i think that the, my least favorite part of this film for me was her like strange romantic subplot
1: oh yeah that was <laughs> uh, I, I mean this is definitely a james con's film uh, yeah. because with the whole sequences and you know with the music um that 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 was unexpected you know have that whole subplot moment with the the general president guy yes that president guy yeah definitely. i think like yes
0: <laughs> by the end my kind of first thought was and i and I've, I've thought about this a lot and i think i definitely <laughs> liked the film more than i did when i left the cinema upon thinking about it and you know like re- replaying some of the best scenes in my head which i think is the the way that i think all films should should be i think every film ever even if it's terrible you should give it another go because most films you know will improve the more you watch them the more you understand what they're trying to do um, and but my immediate thought was i loved act 1 i absolutely loved act 3 act 2 i wasn't a huge fan of i thought act yeah. 2 was just a, you, pan, you know just kind of like trotting along treading water waiting to get to the whole staro bit which might i say the staro stuff at the end was bloody awesome um oh, yeah but and and i think you know getting to know the characters was great i think my favorite character actually was rat catcher i thought she was oh, really so so interesting you know that she's not a villain not in any of the way that any oh, yeah. other villains aren't villains she's got such a tragic backstory and she has been victimized just because of her association with the rats And she also has such a pure heart and and such a, you know, bubbly kind of personality. You know, she sleeps in and she kind of jokes around. But also, you know, she's willing to make friends with King Shark, who no one else is kind of willing to make friends with. And then at the end, she gets such a very, very nice, like emotional, you know, finale. Not to mention the fact that she, you know, she has the right motives at heart, you know, when it comes to Peacemaker at the end with him turning his gun on her, she's the one who says to him, is this really necessary over, uh, over this tape? You just just destroy it, you don't have to kill me, you know? And I thought she was such a, an amazing emotional core of the film. Um, and I'd love to see the actress, you know, kind of do more as the character and go places in her career because I was unfamiliar with her from um, before this. And I think she did a really good job
1: yeah i agree she uh with the whole character and acting, i thought it was superb like the background to what Ratcatcher was you know the first one and i i was you know we knew that taiki was going to be in this film but he yes. played as the first Ratcatcher, so I was really yeah, cool. he didn't and- like
0: i was expecting him to be something like really unexpected something kind of out there like i don't know um I think a lot of people threw out the idea that he'd be playing Starro, but I like that he was he had an emotional role and you know it was a it was a serious one. It wasn't kind of just thrown in there to be comedic like like Korg in Thor Ragnarok or, or Endgame. It was it was, you know, it had a purpose and it's a standout role because of the fact that it it ties so closely to um to Ratcatcher's arc.
1: Mm. Yeah. And I really, really like that that she was, like, the emotional core of this film, Definitely. Uh, Rat Catcher, and, like, the whole idea of, about rats. And, again, with uh, James Gunn, I was watching the whole anal- uh, analysing of the film. Rockstar, New Rockstars. New Rockstars. They, help, they helped oh, yes. me yeah, go through the film, and, you know, like, the whole theme to it as well. And the, the theme, uh, I don't know what theme it was, but it was called Ratism. Uh, yes and that was like the whole at the end of the finale like mm. rat catcher mm. having all over- her rats to fight the big huge starfish so <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it, i mean it, it just goes to show isn't it james gunn can make you can make people tear up over a big tree saying we are groots and he does the same thing here with just a load of rats running and rat catcher holding her light in the air and crying because You know, everything is overwhelming her and she's using, you know, everything that her father taught her to save people. I think that's really nice how all the characters who are so kind of stupid and ridiculous get layers to them. You know, it's like Polka Dot Man. He's so stupid in the comics, but he's given a layer of um, vulnerability And he's a victim of his mother, of her experiments, of his own power. He is, you know, controlled by his own power. He has to expel these these polka dots, which are really dangerous, you know, at least I think he says twice a day to stop him from, you know, overrunning him and killing him, you know, and he doesn't believe that um, anything he does matters because he's been downtrodden by his mother his whole life, which is why his final moments where he yells, I'm a superhero and he believes that he can be something and someone, um, you know, are, are so hard hitting. You know, he's the only one who sees Milton, you know, as an actual person who actually cares about this it's random Milton. guy who's with them. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who Milton is, but you know, <laughs> dog man cared about him apparently. Yeah, uh, Milton. Um, but the, the, James Gunn is so good at crafting characters out of the most unlikeliest places, you know? The scenes are so simple and so good uh, at, making, um, at making the, the, the characters effective. Um, one of the characters who I thought, I can't believe I loved this character so much, but Rick Flagg. Oh my God. I loved Rick Flagg.
1: Yeah, Rick Flagg was a a redeeming character in this film. You know, like the 2016 version. What the heck? who but- even was him he was he was just oh. like generic army man like he had like and- barely anything to him i gotta show you a clip that i saw the other day um it was like um a version of like rick flag showing like the uh, the people in the new one like what hmm. we just watched and then they just go and he just goes this is katana
0: This Katana, she's got my back. Yeah, he was basically like an exposition machine in the first one with a thin emotional line. But in this one, what I found so interesting about him is that he's, you know he's somebody who is willing to do you know what is right for his for his country he's willing to serve he's willing to protect and you know he looks out for for his squad and you know he's you know he he's he's got dimension to him you know he cares about them but he's also not above kind of putting them in their place however you then get the best kind of uh, uh, sequence of the film uh, leading into act 3 where he discovers that the American government have had a hand in starro and that they want to destroy the evidence, and he's here saying, all this time I've been serving a country who has been experimenting on innocent people who have you know had a part to play in these horrible, you know um uh, experiments and horrible doings, and he just can't deal with that and I love that. it was such an unex- un it was such a surprising amount of um depth of character who i really feel like you know he was not i wasn't looking forward to him that much when going into this film you know
1: yeah uh but i don't know there's a lot with the film you know that is overwhelming in with a lot of stuff that goes through i think Uh, Mm. yeah i mean the go the amount of gore that you see in this film is just a lot there really is a lot it's it's one of those yeah. films where
0: it's like you know it's it's r-rated and it, it uses the r-rating to its advantage um yeah like the as you were saying before everyone dies at the beginning and that is it's the the gore and that is definitely used to its advantage you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah like you're not supposed to get attached to these characters but like throughout the film it, it, it i mean i'm not I don't mind it, but you know, it was like, "Oh wow, okay," and especially the the part where King Shot, well, Namara, I, I don't know, what this
0: what Namara, n- Namara, n- n- Ma- n- Namare,
1: Namare, okay, Namare, um, like he ripped a soldier in half. I yes. was like, "What the heck?" Like, uh, this is definitely showing the crazy mind, of James Gunn so yeah, mm, yeah. um yeah. what does the
0: the trailer say from the beautifully horrific mind of james gunn and i think that was exactly what it says i you know I, I, you know if if the guardians films were R rated i think this is a lot of what we would see this kind of stuff and and yet king shark is one of the most you know kind of sweet characters um, um while while being you know such a gory one um, I texted you the other day, and I said that I, I said that I'd heard that I'd found a spoiler, right? Yeah, I hadn't, but I thought oh. I had. So somebody you got food. You got so, food. Uh. Well, well, no, right, right. So, so it it's not even that. It's just that I misinterpreted. Somebody put an Instagram post with a picture of King Shark, and next to it, this is an artist and on, on on Instagram, and next to the picture was um, you know, the scene of the fish where the fish make the silhouette of um. So it was a picture of King Shark and then a picture of the fish. And I thought that meant the, you know, the scene where Harley goes like crazy and like beats up all the people and you get all the flowers. I thought that it was uh, him in flowers as if like, oh, he's dead. He's dust now. He's just flowers. And the the description of the post was poor shark. And I saw it and I went, God damn it. That's a spoiler. King Shark dies oh, for fuck's oh. sake. And I, and I unfollowed the guy, right? And now I know that it just meant poor shark because he trusted those um, fish. Even though, um, you know, like they were so willing to just try and eat him apart, which I would, I feel like such an idiot now. But yeah, I, I fell for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, I don't really look on social media much for, you yeah. know, spoilers or anything. But... Oh, no, no. Neither, neither do I. This is an artist that I followed.
0: I don't anymore because I was pissed. <laughs>
1: but um, <laughs> you
0: know, I, it wasn't an uh,
1: artist that I followed. Yeah, but King Shark was, you know, the wholesome character. Throughout the film, but he's, you know, very strong character. But um, he, he's he's like Hulk, but more wholesome, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, like, mean, I mean, like, like friends. Yeah. And...
0: and that's that's so. It, again, it's it's not difficult to make a character. You know, well, no, it is difficult to build character, but James Gunn makes it look so effortless because he's just like, hey, look. This person is, you know, exactly, you know, he's just so sweet and he's so wholesome. Like Groot, you know, he's you he wouldn't hurt a fly, but then he he hurts many flies, um, and I think that's what's so good at, uh, about about his character and what makes him so endearing. And Sylvester Stallone, you know, playing completely against type, I thought Sylvester Stallone did a really good job with his character.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought he did King Shark really well. Mm. Uh, Um,
0: obviously last week um, or uh, however many weeks ago we did the Suicide Squad video uh, but in our Suicide Squad video we talked about how Bloodsport (laughs) looks just like uh, you know uh, uh, a rip off, a a rehash no no, a a rehash of Deadshot, I am so glad to say that Bloodsport wasn't a rehash of Deadshot at all he wasn't you know taking that role, he was his own character, he was a completely different thing um and okay, so you so you think that uh your favorite character was Bloodsport. So kind of like talk a little bit, like what
1: what are you thinking about Bloodsport? Uh I we really liked I just it, it just Elba's acting uh, or portraying Bloodsport in this one. I thought, you know, he was just uh, you know, different from from the characters, you know, he's got like his own motivation for you know uh to stop his daughter going to jail and, um, and you really resonate with the character as well. And you understand, okay, so he's trying to, you know, stop his daughter going to jail. And, um, uh, well, and I really like the suit as well. It it looks pretty cool. Oh, I mean, the gadgets, the gadgets the gadgets
0: were so bloody cool. Like just before they, um, fight starro he makes like the biggest gun with this like rotating thing on it and just starts like just destroying i thought that was so so cool it's the kind of thing that i just think was um i remember in the feature one of the featurettes with uh james gunn he talks about um or oh, is it a featurette or oh, it might have been an article it might be the empire article in fact he was talking about um how he wanted to translate blood sports ability to kind of create any weapon on screen in a believable yeah. way. I think he totally did that,
1: 100%. Yeah, and I really like, you know, with the old cool CGI around his suit. And I was like, yeah, that's a really cool oh, man. character.
0: Uh, the CGI have. was used so well. There were so many practical effects, but at the same time, you know, I think that they used the CGI in a perfect way. And I think it all looks perfectly integrated into the film as well.
1: Yeah, and... And I really liked it. So uh Bloodsport, uh, I thought he was like a uh, a fun character, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really love the uh character interaction with Peacemaker and uh and Bloodsport, you know, mm. that scene where they tried to infiltrate this base, yeah, but uh it found out it was like a rebellion yeah. base. <laughs> yeah. Well that was okay, so that is
0: kind of so I I agree with you. I loved, I loved a lot of the comedy. Sometimes it was a little bit too much for me. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of fell flat
1: sometimes. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it did. But I think, I think most of the time, and, and this is true for the guardians films as well. James Gunn's a good at, at doing comedy and I thought that was great. Um, However, the one thing that I felt was so underdeveloped was the whole Corte Maltese side of everything. So you've got this rebellion, right? That, barely has any screen time you get maybe three scenes of the rebellion you don't understand much about why they're rebelling or you know their motivations or anything about the the leader i felt that that was so nothingy and then you had this whole like thing with two generals who were trying to fight with each other uh you know like you know one of them wanted the power the other one had the power and then eventually one of them got the power and the other one was basically only there to be sexy for harley Quinn like you could have made those two characters one cut out the stuff with Harley Quinn I think it would have been i, I also think this film was a little bit too long I feel that like the film would have been better it, um not that it had needs stuff cut out but I think the pacing would have felt better if they took out the whole romance scene with Harley you don't show Harley from from the point where she gets the point where she gets um, from the beginning to when they find her. And then you can kind of like re-edit it so they find her when they're about to bake her out. And then she tells and then like you kind of get a flashback of her, you know, getting captured and then doing the whole action bit. I don't feel like that was needed. And and you know you're just kind of muddling it up by having two different presidents who have different agendas, and the second one and the first one, Jeremy has like these motivations wanting to do good for his country, and the um the second one, did I say second one twice? Yeah. Well, the first one has these motivations. The second one just uh... like a, a a blank military leader. And then when it <laughs> when they're overthrown, it feels like nothing, and the film feels like it's 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 antagonistless for so long, and I think that is. Um that's like my big problem with the film, which I haven't really seen anyone talk about. Not that I've really read anything or watched anyone talk about it in depth, but that was the thing that I was just, it, it really, you know, it took me back from what I think this could be top tier comic book film, but I think that really re- restricted it for me.
1: Yeah. And I feel like with the whole uh, background to, well, the backbone to the whole uh, film is... There isn't a lot to it. You know what I said about the rebellion? But I feel like sometimes the characters are a bit shallow sometimes. Mm. Um, Like with Peacemaker, but sometimes with... um, Sometimes with Rick Flagg, I feel like I want to see more of Rick Flagg in this. But then, you know, he died.
0: Well, um, I think that uh, what I think with Rick Flagg and Peacemaker in particular was I agree with you. I think they were used very shallow and they didn't have anything to them until the point where they're true, where, you know, Rick Flagg decides that he needs to keep the the intel and and Peacemaker, you know, for the sake of peace and liberty and, um, you know, completing his task goes against him. I thought that was one of the most effective scenes of the film. I think John Cena turned from a a likable but kind of douchey guy to just a terrifying force of nature on a dime. I thought he did that really, really well. And I think that made his kind of rigidness and, like, you know, their characters, it, it strengthened them because you understand then where they're going. I thought that Peacemaker was such an interesting character and I loved I love, 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 you know, the, the way that he will go to any means necessary. And, um, you know, I love the way that his arc doesn't end with him kind of learning the error of his ways or anything, but his arc ends with him, you know, kind of being shot by Bloodsport, you know, because he goes way too far. And as Ratcatcher says, he tries to kill her, even though, you know, there's no reason to other than him being thorough. And that's kind of, you know, the ridiculous part um. However, I'm did, did you say did you stay for the end credit scene?
1: Yeah. Yes, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm I'm I was I, I didn't like the end credit scene. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah um, I'm just kind of annoyed that
1: Peacemaker's still alive. Yeah, same. I I didn't have any connection do the character as well I was like oh okay he's just a mm. douche well, I mean, guy
0: I guess that's good because if you can't relate to the character that means that you're not a murderer
1: oh congratulations yeah, but, I have good news uh, you're not but, a murderer but um, yeah I, I, I wasn't really interested into the character I was like oh like before the film oh okay we're going to see John Cena uh, in this film I, but then I didn't
0: see him I didn't see him at all no I just oh, saw like I that. just saw like a walking helmet. It was weird.
1: You mean a toilet?
0: Yes, of course. Uh, um, yeah, no,
1: okay. yeah. Obviously,
0: they brought him back from the dead for the sake of the Peacemaker oh, wait, show. Wait, wait can, can, can we just talk about
1: one scene it's in particular? Yeah, right. Where? Okay, so the Mar- King Shark. He yeah. nearly eats Ratcatcher. Yes, and then Peacemaker just wears his undies.
0: Yeah, he's just in his tidy whities man. Oh, yeah. That was so strange, but I kind of love it.
1: Uh, yeah, that took me off, off guard. But, um, yeah, so the characters died in this film. Polka Dot Man, he mm. died as being a superhero.
0: Yeah, I liked that. I like the idea that he dies with, you know, in a sense of elatedness. It reminded me very much of Fred Weasley in, Death- in uh, Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows, uh, the book where he dies of the last laugh, you know, the ghost of the last laugh, extra behind his face. But I felt like it was played for jokes too much. He was like, I'm a superhero, yeah. bang. It should have been more like, I'm a superhero. And then he, and then, you know, he gets, he gets down and it's more of an emotional moment because I was quite attached to the character. And, yeah, And, and I, I think, they, so yeah, they balance the comedy and the um, the tragedy of his life in a really, really good way. Um I like how he kind of opens up more and more as the film goes on. And the mum stuff was really funny. Um, yeah. That was great. Like at the end when he's like, when, when Bloodsport's like, hey, you know who that is? That's your mum. And it cuts like a huge like of his mum. I thought that was like just really <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. I really mean, like, that was just funny. funny. It was just yeah. funny. Um, and I think this film succeeds in being funny in in a really good way especially since the last Suicide Squad film, was anything but funny. It was just, like, tragic how unfunny it was, you know?
1: Yeah, and I... Yeah, I thought the comedy, you know, the whole winning joke of uh, Polka Dot, you know, seeing her mum. Yes. Was, um, that was uh, great. Wow, Uh, uh I, I liked the soundtrack. There was some mm. great sequences as well. Oh, I liked, yeah. Oh, that whole sequence, like, the fight sequence with Harley, that was great. That was Harriet. so good. I uh, think... Like, the whole and scents yes like, like, all the colors and then there you can see so many little animated animated animals uh, yeah there
0: were flowers and birds that was so good you get to go inside harley's mind for some really nice uh like long takes i thought it was great you get like a taste of what i think worked so much in birds of prey and um, birds of prey of course uh had the stunt coordinator from john wick so that's got loads of amazing, um, uh, like action scenes in it. I think that brought that. I think all the action in this film, in general, was really good, really well done. Um, you know, you've got like you've got like a classic like beach ambush, and um, with at the beginning with loads of different characters and superheroes and villains uh, being kind of mowed down. Then you've got your like infiltration into an army camp which is really cool you've got your like hand-to-hand combat fights uh you know like buildings falling down fights of a huge monster there's a really cool little arc with um with harley and a javelin uh javelins javelin i think that was just like fun harley harley was fun and i I really appreciate that about her yeah i i I
1: thought that she wasn't uh, she was uh, a good character that was used about mm. in this film, you know. To- yeah, she's uh, like
0: she reminds me very much of Captain Jack Sparrow, right? She's got a really interesting story to tell, and they and yes. they've told they've told that interesting story in Birds of Prey. I'm sure that the air cut had an interesting story to tell of hers as well, but it didn't really, it wasn't that interesting in, in the actual cut. But in this, she wasn't like the main character like <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow in Curse of the Black Pearl. She's like the seasoning. She's like the thing to spice it up and make it like you know make there be so much more fun. And I think she did do that. I think she was loads of fun. Yeah. and Apart from the weird romantic subplot, which I'm yeah, sorry, but I, I don't know that, why that was, was point- there. I think that what's was the-
1: pointless.
0: Yeah. What's the point of it? There is no point of it. What's the point of the sex scene? The I, only I, point I of that whole three minute, five minute thing was in order to kill that general. But you could just fix that by having both generals be the same character and just have them kidnap Harley. Oh
1: yeah. It was confusing with the generals. I thought, wait, I thought that general, Wait, I thought that yeah it yeah. was just yeah I, that was the one that, that was messy uh, well the one thing that really took me off guard was you know mm-hmm. the whole oh we didn't oh. get like the whole background to Peter Capaldi's thinker we right. didn't get really much into it here's the we one thing we didn't get thing. like the whole like to scratch the surface of the thinker I thought yeah. I thought he was going to be like a potential villain for this like yeah. he's going to be really smart He's gonna you know stop yeah the, he's really smart but no he, he doesn't do anything exactly so he's standing there and just very like yes, back into yes. the thick of it. he's literally he, he he's the
0: thinker in my mind and this isn't this isn't i'm not i'm not like the people who say that batman has to be this way or superman has to be this way but i imagine the thinker and this isn't a bad thing in the film it's just my personal taste i think the thinker i, I thought he would have been like you know like cool and calculating and he would have been 10 steps ahead of everyone and every time someone tried to do something to him they couldn't because he's thinking about everything he has every single possibility running through his head similar to the flash season four but good um and peter capaldi yes. in the scene where he explains sastaro and he explains what the american government did i thought that was a great scene i thought peter capaldi shone it was like doctor who other than that i thought he was just there he wasn't really used that well i thought they really wasted him and that's fine I- that yeah. is absolutely fine, but I love Peter Capaldi, so that's my problem because I love him. Yeah, that, that was that's not
1: problem.
0: I. That's not a problem with the film, but it's it's my taste that that was therefore kind of I was disappointed by that. I'd say.
1: Yeah, I I wish what you said. You know, I want to see more of the character of the synchro, because you know he's going to be this massive villain. You know, in the film, you know what what, what is he going to do. He's going to be this cold calculating thing. No, he was just there, and I was like, oh okay, but then. Um, but this, uh, I, what you said about like, um, him at the sinker explaining about why, uh, what, what the suicide squad are doing there, what what they're trying to do, and, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get all the information. The, I don't know, I, at first it took me off guard. I was like, oh, right, they're, they're just gonna give us a dump of exposition about like USA. Uh, doing this whole experiment with Starro mm-hmm. and I, was, I, I was, I was, I was, I was like, wait, they just, just explain this to us now, you know, it, it, it was a bit overwhelming, a bit. Just, to, I understand know. that.
0: I think, I think what I found of James Gunn films, um, is that I think he's very good at masking his exposition. He makes scenes where they tell you information a lot more interesting because he uses the uses character with it, and he also, you know, makes it. It makes it sensical for the story, you know, like showing people's presentations because, of course, they'd have to be brief on their mission. However, I understand that that then, therefore, feels jarring that you get such an exposition dump at one time. And
1: then we don't go like we go back a lot of flashbacks, mm. like him going back and then just like the experiments. But, uh, and you know, to have that flashback of the younger thinker, I thought, you know, he didn't really explain much about like. Uh, you know the whole thing around his head you know mm. there's massive things I was like, yeah oh, there he- were less
0: in that flashback and then he has more and this is like that there, there's there's an interesting there's you know there's a there's an opportunity for an interesting character that i think was waste wasted if you want to have Peter capaldi in your film do it but i don't think he should have been the thinker there was no point and no yeah. i didn't want the thinker i wish he
1: was a scientist yeah, it. just like
0: a regular scientist, and that'd been great. He didn't have to be the thinker from the flash with the huge ridiculous chair and the stupid body swap storyline. But I don't think that him being the thinker was completely necessary either.
1: Yeah. That that was like, oh, okay. So I was a bit thrown off by that. But uh what else? Uh I I thought the cinematography was great in this. I thought it was used well for, you know, you know with a lot of sequences and the the sequence i liked was you know that fight between mcflag and peacemaker you know yeah. that, that shot around the helmet i thought that was good
0: yes i agree i think that there's a lot of really good uses of of space and um setting uh, so that was i thought i thought that was really really cool i think the one last thing that I, that, I, that i have to say is i think that amanda waller was done really really well um, Yeah. she wasn't you know like in the first one she just kind of disappears for the sake of i don't know she's being mind controlled by enchantress or something and then she kind of comes back just for the sake of saying Aha, i'm still here but i think the fact that she, that she sets up this whole mission she sets up two teams specifically to let one of them just die and then she has you know second team and um, for this uh, and doesn't even tell them why they're already there and um, you know uh, only to protect the government her and the government's own secrets. Uh, I thought that was really good. I think she was a complete dick, and that's what she should be. Viola Davis is an absolutely amazing actress. She did a perfect job, and I love how throughout all of this, all this exploitation and you know um, murder, when they want to go off and do something, she sticks to her principles, and she's about to kill them all. But all throughout the film, you see her, her um, like. What the word like the staff I guess kind of working for her and throughout the film they're always questioning her like do you, are you really gonna like send her Buzzbot's daughter to prison are you you know like did you really like you know these people are really dead are these like do you really experiment on children and then they just kind of like they have had enough and they knock her out for the sake of letting them save the city which then of course leads to the end where she she is the one who is exploited. And, you know, we'll keep this piece of data if you don't let us all free. I think that was so good. You know, it wasn't... She was an antagonist in her own right. And I think that was so clever. I think this film will greatly benefit a second viewing because so much revealed in the third act impacts how you view the rest of the film. And I think that's going to be so cool going forward.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like with the whole um the the argus you know the base i feel yeah. like there was there was i wish there was like more stuff in it i feel like that was like a bit in the background just like mm. there just for a reason just you know yeah just... i understand that but i like how they were
0: more kind of present than they were in the first film yeah true that, true that, true. like yeah. us uh given us
1: like a personality what you know definitely what it's like so um, Final do you rating? Have any
0: Yeah. Do you have any uh, final things or should we go straight onto the rating?
1: Uh, Well, th- th- this was definitely a film to experience, <laughs> honestly, like with everything that was going on uh, and it was like overwhelming, but also exciting to see what mm. James Gunn was doing. Definitely. And I, like, I like the characters, but I wish there was some stuff that, you know, they kind of worked on with, with the characters as well because it mm. was a bit shallow. Yeah. Uh, I understand and- that. And I have no criticism of the story. I, th- I thought the story was good because, mm-hmm. you know, it was like a proper Suicide Squad story, you know, like yeah. it's crazy, it's with these characters. Uh, and I thought it was just perfect for that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, with the soundtrack, the soundtrack was enjoyable. It felt like it was, you know, the Guardians uh locations yeah, so... i thought the locations set was great
0: yeah yeah, i agree yeah. so out of 10 what what were you gonna what are you thinking eight or nine uh, oh, no yep. no
1: not eight or nine eight or Ooh. seven
0: okay well i think i think i'd agree with eight um the thing is i i, I love so much of what dc's doing that this kind of falls as like a middle tier of like their latest dc stuff i think i pre- still prefer man of steel and Batman v. Superman. You know, I think I prefer Aquaman and Wonder Woman. It's about the same level as Birds of Prey for me. Yeah, I, I um, prefer
1: Sniper Cut. Mm, uh, yeah, and I, 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 I get that. And like, like, everything. I feel like that's the core of DC. Yeah. But this, yeah. this was a good film. It was, I, it was a
0: great uh, film. Don't, I mean, hey, don't get us wrong. I, I really loved it. And I'm really glad that other people are loving it too. And... James Gunn's not done with DC. He's got Suicide. He's got um, sorry, Peacemaker coming out. I'm excited for that. I didn't like that he's still alive, but I'm excited to see, you know, what happens there. And also, we've got you know, he says that he might do a sequel, which might be Suicide Squad versus Justice League. He might do something else. I think I just think that like DC is doing great with its directors and its creatives at the moment. Um, and yeah, bring on the Batman. Let's do it. I lo- I'm I'm happy with Suicide Squad um yeah, yeah i'm still waiting for i don't think I, I think i haven't seen a dc film that i've enjoyed as much as batman v superman in a while or even man of steel i think dc uh peaked 13 years ago i'm kidding um but <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 waiting for a film that i'm really like this is it it's a bloody masterpiece and a lot of people like suicide squad and they've called it a masterpiece joe who who we did um uh, Suicide Squad video with last week. He called the the Suicide Squad a masterpiece. I can't agree with him, but I, you know, I'm happy that other people are liking it a lot.
1: Yeah. Uh, it. I don't think it's a masterpiece, but it's a great comic book film to enjoy because you know it, it does hold up to it. But, hey, and uh, like the Snyder Cut, whether or not you like
0: it's better than the other one. <laughs> you know. So the Suicide yeah. Squad is so much better than Suicide Squad 2016.
1: It's 200%, it's 200% better. Uh, definitely.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. Um, shall we move on to viewing?
1: Yes, let's get on to the viewing. Alright, I'll let you go first. What have you watched or read? Uh, or I'm going to talk about what I just played. Okay. Batman Telltale. <gasps> no, you did it!
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Now, if anyone of you don't know, but back in episode four of the podcast i let john borrow my batman telltale he didn't play it gave it back to me like five months later you've played it oh my god i'm so excited tell me about it
1: um so i just finished the first episode and then i'm nearly finishing episode two but i am enjoying it it's so good (laughs) <laughs> I know. Yes,
0: here we go. This is a this is actually um from that very same episode. This is in my top 10 video games of all time. So I am a huge fan of Batman Telltale. It's not like Arkham, which is perfect. It it, it, yeah. it has more of a leading on the story, on more of the detective work, yeah. oh, but it still has it's... great gameplay. I'm I'm a huge fan.
1: Oh I love it. The writing's great. Mm. Um and like the whole Batman, it, it it's just like Ugh. It's so cool. It's so cool. Honestly, like you're just being this Batman and doing all the cool stuff as well. And it it, and it's I I can't explain it. It's just enjoyable to do. It's just you know get into it. Your choices you make Mm. uh, are you know that important to the whole thing. And I I need to play a lot more Telltale because it it is really fun to do uh, this. Yeah. So you get
0: loads of as as it continues, you get loads of different different iterations on rogues and stuff and it's just so interesting.
1: Yeah. And uh I really I, I bought you no know, it was free it was free the whole thing's free. Really? Both yeah on stuff. All, all 10 episodes? Yes, all 10 episodes. Wow. And the new season as well. There's a new season? No, the 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 sequel, you know, the Oh evil right, evil, right, evil. right, right.
0: Oh my god, I Uh, that one is just as good if not better and i have to say i really hope they make a third one i know that telltale as a as a company isn't running anymore but i believe some other studios doing still making telltale stuff um Um, i believe they've moved or something but yeah um i think telltale is gone
1: oh no yeah, it, it's gone. Uh, but I, th-
0: I, I think there are some people who are still kind of continuing uh, their series.
1: Their series it, it it defunct two years ago. Well, I thought there was still people working on it.
0: Uh, John, please no. <laughs> they need to make a series. They need to make a third one. Uh, ended so well. Uh, uh, well, I mean, anyway, how uh, I how okay. I played it, number two ended with a cliffhanger, like a huge cliffhanger like oh, no, like, oh. like two huge cliffhangers so like please 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 make a third one i don't know how but somebody gotta do it
1: uh oh, that's how i feel with like watching class uh that one so yes. you- Telltale, Telltale. it is so good uh whether you just th- make your own choices and it, you have to be so careful like what mm. you say because the characters go what yeah what- will
0: you will will what? you shake Falcone's hand I didn't. I didn't shake Falcone. No, I don't remember if I did or not. It's been, it's been a while since
1: I played it. Uh, but I was like, mm, yes. But there was some little little glitches in the Batman Telltale. It was oh, yeah. funny, but I, <laughs> I ignored it. But, uh, you know, it's Telltale. But, you yeah. Know. And I really liked the character interactions as well with uh, with the other characters like Falcone mm. uh, and Catwoman, Alfred, and like the whole... Oh the the cliffhanger episode one, like Batman. Uh, spoilers. Uh, Bruce Wayne finds out that uh the rains are like mm. huge uh cl- crime lords that were well criminals or you know yeah. um like mafias. They were like the mafia of God. Oh my basically. god. <laughs> yeah. So they they were doing everything for Falcone and you know doing all that and I was like wow wow this is. Totally different because yeah. we like the whole Wayne's idea, you know, Batman defending Gotham. But this, this takes a whole new uh, perspective of Batman, you know, what he's trying to do for the city. So it is really good so far. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I love me some Telltale. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Back to the Future game. It's one of my favorites and perfect continuation of that trilogy. So what would you give it out of 10?
1: Uh, so far, nine out of 10
0: pretty good yeah I, I i agree with that from episode one um
1: yeah amazing but i'm on i'm on episode two halfway through and spoilers 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 falcon just got killed by uh a cop so yeah oh really
0: oh my god yeah, yeah i remember that
1: yeah yeah so oh, that I was unexpected it. i was like oh, what he, he, he died he got killed so uh now i'm gonna see May hill as Batman? Yeah, I'm gonna see as it. me. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Amazing. Anyway. Yes. So Tom, what have you watched?
0: Well, I've watched so many things when I went away. I really consumed some fine cinema, but I'm gonna talk about two films and a TV show. Obviously, if you have anything else to talk about, you can. And so what I'm gonna talk about first of all is Arrival. So, John, you've been telling me for weeks yes! to watch it, Arrival. for years to watch Arrival. Obviously, Denis Villeneuve is Thank doing... Thank God, um... I
1: finally watched it, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Um, obviously, Denis Villeneuve's doing Dune, um, and previously I had watched Sicario Dune? and
1: Blade or Runner
0: 2049. Dune or, or Dune, Dune, or, or, Dune. or Dune or Dune or um... Dune. Oh, Duen. <laughs> oh, duen. Oh, interesting. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I watched Arrival. I also watched Prisoners. Uh, quick, uh, I loved Prisoners. Um, and Arrival was amazing. I'm really upset that I missed it at the cinema now. I um, Whenever it came <laughs> out, but yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't catch that one. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I was a huge fan of it. Watching it, literally, I woke up at three in the morning to go uh, on holiday, uh, left at half three, and I was just in, in, in the camper van like with the lights like really low and like the the sky was like a really dark gray and it was really atmospheric. I just had my headphones in and I was watching arrival and it really sucked me in this intriguing mystery that seeped in character. Um, you know, that you know, with this language barrier and this this woman who is trying to figure out um always communicate with these aliens that have um, arrived on earth. Um, And I think it's such an interesting um, comment on on humanity and the way they react to big events, also um, to the way that, um, you know, different people kind of deal with their own like trauma. But then, I'm not gonna spoil it, but the twist in it is so interesting. And so it just changes the whole kind of context, but it makes it better. And I just think it was amazing, I already do. I was a huge fan of it. I love that kind of sci-fi experimental stuff, um, you know, which kind of pushes boundaries. You know, you see a lot of that kind of stuff in Blade Runner 2049. And I think Villeneuve is an incredible director. He did it so well. My one thing, and this is a one thing that pisses me off in a lot of films, but it did it. And I'm annoyed, but it didn't uh, ruin the film, but I was annoyed about it. Okay. So they basically, is a scene. This isn't uh, a spoiler. Spoilers, spoilers, no, spoilers. this isn't a spoiler. Don't worry. Uh, it's uh, a, There's a scene where they show the aliens right i just didn't like it i just don't like it when they show the aliens i think it's always less scary less um atmospheric oh, oh. less intriguing when you show the aliens obviously this isn't always the case in alien yeah. it's great in 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 you know in in Prime- in not uh in a predator it's great in this i just didn't like it i also watched um signs which is an m night Shyamalan film about aliens and there is a scene where they show the alien. And again, I just think it ruins like a lot of the mystery and the out and the intrigue and the atmosphere. And that's literally just me. I think it's, you know, it's a small thing, but it, it can ruin so much for me. And I think in this film, uh, it dragged it from a 10 out of 10 to a 9 out of 10, in my opinion. Uh, oh, oh,
1: wow. Uh, I- I'm sorry, okay. John. I'm really sorry. Uh, I- wow. Um... and. <laughs> okay uh the whole alien thing right wow that's interesting to think about mm. uh, uh, <laughs> and right so you're saying that the whole alien reveal mm. is like ruining the atmosphere of the film
0: no 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 just it just it's less I think there's there's less tension and there's less oh, less tension right there's less okay. tension okay. and there's less uh, fear of the alien and because you, you know as soon as you find out exactly what it is it becomes um, okay I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Batman Begins Bruce Wayne says. As a man, I am flesh and blood, I am breakable, but as a symbol, I, you know, I'm something else. He's something scary. I think that's the point. As a symbol behind this veil of glass and smoke and ink, these aliens are terrifying and 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 they could do anything at any moment. But then when you see them, when you gain an understanding of them, while I love the character work, I think it it, it makes them less scary. And, and, you know, then I kind of wasn't as, I didn't feel as on edge. Um, And again, small thing, but it 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 can ruin it. It was a lot worse (laughs) in Signs, I will say.
1: Signs was great, but it was a lot worse in that film. Uh, well, with the alien thing, I thought it wasn't too bad, really, because I uh I felt well at first. I was like terrified. I was like, "What we're gonna do?" And then, you know, they wanted help. Uh, spoilers. You know, uh, they wanted help from the humans. Thousands, and thousands. I like, I, like,
0: I like how I'm trying to like, um, like make my points without spoilers, and then you're just like, ah, f- fuck it, spoilers.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, and you know they communicate with those, and you know with the alien. But I thought the alien reveal in that one was very. I thought it was good uh, mm. because it it gave you know. Uh, more tension to Amy Adams' character because she yeah. had had she, there was this dream that she had, and then the alien appeared as like, oh, okay, because it is, it does give out a bit of scare tension to that. But I thought, you know, as the film progresses, you see the alien communicate a bit more. I thought, okay, this is really good because I don't think it's not making them intense, I think it's the intensity in this film is the humans they are scared. of the alien and you know that's where the intensity comes from i
0: agree um i just think that the the fact you know the you as an audience member well i think i think you're you know i was just a little bit less because you know before i'm thinking to myself Maybe these humans are right to fear. Then maybe these are right to understand them. Maybe their reaction is right. And then after you get clarity on that, after you see them, you know, then you're not really questioning the humans. Then you've kind of got, okay, now there's a specific good side and a specific bad side. And I prefer that middle gray area. I think that there's a mystery in that and an interesting. It's like what would they have done in 2001? Uh, not 2001. Um, in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where they properly showed the aliens. If they did that in that film, I think it would have taken a lot of the impact away from it because you know what you get in it is, is is silhouettes and blinding lights, and I think that is a lot more is a lot scarier. It's like at the end of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal Skull, you get an alien and a bloody UFO. It's just too much. Whereas I think that. Arrival isn't that bad. It's not like, oh, isn't it UFO that bad? I just think it was that one scene that took away a lot
1: of that mystery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't think there was supposed to be mystery. Well, a little bit of a history, but I thought, you know, we got more exposition about the aliens, what they're trying to do. Oh, yeah. Well. I mean, but, I, I,
0: but... Th- I think it worked overall. I mean, I would give the film nine out of 10. I think it was absolutely brilliant. Just that one small thing that obviously a lot of other people wouldn't care about but me personally that's just one of the things that i i, I mean that's enough. interesting to think about like the
1: reveal i think that's hmm. interesting to think.
0: yeah um but so yeah um yeah yeah so i give it an out of 10 um so yeah what have you watched uh what other things have you the watched Shining. oh boy
1: this uh, uh the about masterpiece masterpiece, Absolute masterpiece, masterpiece. i uh, agree let me tell you listen i'm not a huge her- horror guy I'm not really into horror as much uh, because I thought, eh, with cheap jump scares and messed up bits as well, like, oh my God. I... <sighs> there, there was a film summary uh, about Midsummer and Hereditary, yeah. and mm. those are the same directors. Mm. And today with horror is that, or with other films as well, um, that they go, oh, this is a horror film, but then it's not exactly horror it's messed up It it's yeah. completely messed up like midsummer what the heck what's that I, I haven't seen Ms. that one was... um
0: i've just the, seen hereditary yeah. i will it was i it was good it wasn't amazing well, uh, i wasn't mean with her,
1: okay hereditary that
0: uh-huh.
1: they showed up messed up bits did. i wasn't even scared no, they just no. messed, showed
0: up mr up bits i don't think i don't think that's the point i don't think the idea, i mean because obviously you've got your whole you've got slasher horror films which are some yeah, some true, more scary true, and true, silly. True. But, but i this, think the this idea is more
1: psychological
0: yeah the idea is psychological about questioning you know the nature of the human spirit i think yeah. the shining is this your
1: first is this your second Kubrick film yeah second second Kubrick film which yeah. i'm glad because he i watched 2001 and then that yeah but I want to go back to like the messed up stuff about like horror films Mm because they want to show show off like the messed up parts and sometimes the unexpected parts about you know about the um, about the film like her her, hereditary. You know, like you think, oh okay, so the girl's not completely good. She's you know this has this whole spirit, but then spoilers, she gets killed unexpectedly. You know, getting that head cut off you know by that pole Mm -hmm. and you know the film just goes it goes to a different turn and you go what the heck and and, 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 and i i couldn't explain it because it's not really entertaining to watch because sometimes with films they just get messed up and they're not entertaining to watch you know you know me you know yeah i understand that um but shining yeah shining but shining that one made me scared and you know maybe excited to watch because mm. i want films to, you know excite you like horror films they just go okay this guy he's going to be living here for a long time and then throughout the film it just starts slowly building up the tension like it slowly makes you scared about what is this hotel what is this living spirit and what 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 the heck's going on and you you explore more and you go wow this this it's that scary it's that scary to be honest you know uh jack torrance and with the family you know it's, it starts so wholesome at the beginning and then it slowly builds up and i love that and the oh, music yeah. i can't oh believe oh my god the music the, oh, the music is
0: incredible i can't i can't believe man that obviously stephen king wrote the wrote the uh the shining the the book um i can't believe that he doesn't like the movie i mean cuz he, yeah, he doesn't yeah he does famously he doesn't like the movie i haven't seen i haven't read the book but i think the movie is amazing
1: the movie is amazing come Mm.
0: come on i mean this was i mean this is basically jack nicholson's audition for the joker you know like so many of his elements of his performance in batman 89 are you know you can see through his his um performances Mm. jack in in the shining
1: i I think it's amazing as well and the cinematography oh my god Mm. i love the cinematography in this like at the beginning it's with like the uh I'm not sure if they... Yeah, they filmed it on helicopter and then with the music as well. Like, it's You know, the Blade
0: Runner fact about the start of The Shining. Oh, tell me. Right, right. Buckle in, buckle in, right? So in the theatrical Blade Runner, right? Yes. As you know, there is Deckard's voiceover going throughout the whole film, right? Yes. And instead of the film ending with Deckard getting into the elevator, right? Yeah. It ends with him and Rachel driving away, right? using reused shots from the shining no yep uh, <laughs> yeah obviously in the final cut it ends with him getting in the elevator um but yeah they they ended it with him and Rachel in a car um and then they had that car um going over mount- going like on mountainous roads using the footage from the shining
1: that... can you believe that <laughs> no Oh my madness. God. Absolute madness. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. So um, I thought, yeah. So this was like the first epic horror. Yeah. Mm. First epic horror. And, you know, um, sometimes with epic horror today, it's a bit overboard. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it gets with messed up stuff. But yeah. this one, I thought it was like, you know, kept safe because it was building up the tension, you know, giving us like the dark. Um, atmosphere you know it's like oh my god this this is this is the hotel like this is a living hotel and uh and it it was creepy you know seeing that transformation of jack torrance uh going through the hotel i'm, I'm going to talk a little about bit about the spoilers but like going through the hotel and then you see that transformation you know he was a good person and then you just went to bad person yeah you just completely changed and i realized that the acting it's great. And the other thing as well, uh I forgot her name, uh the actress Shelley Shelly Yeah, she did great. She mm, she, she did. did she did. However and she got an um, Oscar for the worst actress. Really? That's interesting. Yeah.
0: Didn't know that. Well yeah. here's here's a, a kind of really upsetting fact. She was really, really badly um abused by kubrick during the filming of the film um uh, i don't know if it was physical but he was definitely like he he like really made her time horrible he would shout at her yell at her uh, there were, you can see some like b-roll clips and not that you'd want to but yeah it's well documented worth noting that uh, 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 kubrick was a pretty messed up guy and so yeah he made her experience in that absolutely horrible yelled at her uh, a lot oh yeah Sorry, it's burst a bubble there. But I have a question. Before you say, like, your, um, your, oh, my God, my brain. Your your uh, final score. Before we give you your final score on The Shining, I'm interested. Are you going to watch uh, Doctor Sleep?
1: Yes, I've
0: got the film. Bruh, Doctor Sleep is so good. I don't know, do you have the extended cut? I have on a Blu-ray. Is it the extended one? I don't. Well,
1: I, I didn't haven't... know there was an extended cut. I haven't I seen the extended
0: a... cut. I went to see the cinema, so I haven't seen the extended cut so I hear the extended cut's good. Um but like, oh my god. No one went to see Doctor Sleep, but I can promise you it's really, really good. I wasn't a huge fan of the ending, but like I think it's really, really good uh, continuation of the story. And yeah, I'm a huge fan. You uh... and McGregor. That's all I have to say. Yeah, you and McGregor. What a great. guy. Um... so yeah, I what's so... your final
1: score then? Uh okay. I'm going to be different on this. Because what you told me about Stanley Kubrick and, Mm. you know, what he did. Mm. uh, Like, I'm going to replace Stanley Kubrick at the picture because I don't want... Oh, of course, of course. Of course, of course. Because what you just told me right now is, oh, 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 okay. Yeah, I mean, like, the film uh, is that good that you've got to think, you know, despite that. Despite Stanley Kubrick and horrible guy messed up, but, you know... I want to look at the film, the film itself. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to praise him. I'm not going to praise that guy. I'm like, nah, mm-hmm. I'm not. So I'm just going to look at the film. The film itself is great. It's a film to experience because it's the first epic horror. And you're going through, oh, my God, this was this. So it. I'm going to give it a nine or a ten yeah, I, like I would it.
0: agree. I watched it first time round uh, a few years ago. I thought nine, I thought it was a bit slow, and then I rewatched it last year, ten, any day. Ten. I'm i I'm, I'm, a huge fan. Um. Yeah,
1: especially at the end. Like, the ending oh, the just ending, changes everything. The
0: is perfect, the ending is so good. Yeah, the ending.
1: Like, you go through, and then if you watch the film again, you go through these details, like, oh, my God, right, it, this, this just works. So the film itself, I'm not going to praise... That, but you know, I'm just gonna focus on the film. But you know, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. That was terrible. Yeah. Anyway, Tom, what have you been watching? Well,
0: I was gonna talk about Sunshine, which is a really, really good um Danny Boyle directed sci-fi starring uh Killian Murphy and Chris Evans. It's on Disney Plus, it's only an hour and 45 minutes. I really, really recommend it. It was really, really cool. Um, but you know, we're kind of going on a bit, so I'm going to talk about one last thing, and then uh, we'll go to the outro. I'm going to talk about High School Musical, the musical, the series, season two. Uh, Wait, which,
1: what?
0: Yes. Oh, yes, John. Oh, yes. It, it ended recently. Um, and I've talked Sorry. about it on the pod before. I was a big fan of High School Musical, the musical series, season one. But season two i can't say holds up um as well i think it's a show of two seasons it's two it's a season of two halves should i say so the first half of the season it was just so meandering first of all they're not even putting on a production of high school musical now they're doing beauty and the beast and it's so what it, it spends so long you know just kind of building this up and then doubting themselves and it's like if you want to do this you commit to it it felt like the first season was really like you know spent the whole time practicing and everything, you know, and all the conflict came around this production, but, but in the second season, you know, you don't get as much of that, which I think is a real shame. Um, and also season one and two centers around, um, you know, to a a couple Ricky and Nini getting back together, you know, and realizing why they fell in love in the first place after breaking up. Um, and, uh, For whatever reason, the second season, they decided to ditch that relationship. It could be because of the drama between the actors, Olivia Rodrigo and Joshua Bassett. I don't know. But I think they spent so long in this season struggling with what to do with those two characters. And eventually, I think they did some great stuff with them. But the first half season just spent so long. And then when they eventually got broken up, I didn't even care because they spent so long just meandering. Um and I think the best characters just didn't get enough screen time. The best characters were obviously, obviously, Gina and EJ, who have who are so much more interesting and have so much, you know, their arc so much more intriguing about, you know, them not knowing where they fit and what they want to be, and also um, you know, regretting the choice of the Past. It ends really well. It ends really, really strongly with a really, really good song called Second Chances. Um and I think this is the second half of the season is really cool, but I thought the first half just really f- just struggled and due to that i can't I didn't think the season was nearly as good as the last one um yeah um well short yeah. thing but I really enjoyed season one I didn't think season one <laughs> season two was as good so I'll give it a I'll give season two a seven out of ten I think that's fair um
1: and right. yeah um shall we move on to outro? Yeah, I've got nothing else to say about why I watch so brilliant. Yeah. So brilliant. Take us out, John. Right. Okay. Uh thank you people for listening for our, you know, podcast uh today or yesterday oh, yes. or whatever oh, yes. time. Whatever time, you know. You Was... could be listening in ancient Rome. You could be listening you could... in You could be listening <laughs> to yeah, it I mean, on a boat. Um... Or... Wait, a what's,
0: the, what's the what's the oh, green eggs and ham green eggs and ham i will eat it in a seat on my feet <laughs> with a sheet
1: okay <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember
0: uh, green eggs and ham. All right shut up
1: uh okay uh so uh thank you again for listening mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. please do wear your mask when you go to the cinemas because was... we want them open was... and uh wash your hands uh, when you're meeting people, oh, I, I oh, yes. just meeting people as well. And if you're and, living in
0: a country with HBO Max, and you want to see the Suicide Squad, go watch it in the cinema. I think
1: you'll get a better experience out of it. Yes, um, you'll get a better experience. Do not watch it on TV unless you can't get out of the house or anything like that. Yeah, in like which that. case it's we fair We we understand, but you know, do go see something really good at cinema because this film is great it's mm-hmm. great to watch oh yes, uh, yes but we just talked about the spoilers so uh, <laughs> yeah so probably... if you
0: listen to it sorry um uh, sorry um, but yeah if you enjoyed the video give it a thumbs up and if you want to see more we've got loads of stuff if you want to hear us talk about 2016 suicide squad that was last week we've got loads more yeah. of other dc content that we've covered including yeah. wonder woman 84 and and you know loads of other stuff um uh, also, um, you know, Marvel stuff as well. If you're interested, you can also subscribe if you want to see more. Next week, we're going to be talking about The Bad Batch season one. We've already talked about the first five episodes. Maybe it was six episodes of The Bad Batch. But we are going to be doing um, the rest, of the, talking about the rest of the season, about how it all came together, and if we liked it or not. Spoilers, Spoilers! I did quite like it. Uh, it's not over yet, but I have quite liked it. Um, and yeah, if you want to get in, in touch with us, you can email us at alstimefilmpod.com uh, um, also, filmpod at gmail.com. Tell us what you thought of the Suicide Squad. Tell us what you think about any of the news. Tell us what you think about Batman Telltale, Arrival, The Shining, High School Musical, The Musical Series, Season 2. Any of that kind of stuff, you can get in touch with us at our email, and we will read it out on the pod. But don't worry, because no one emails us anyway, so it's fine. Or you can get in touch with us, or just follow us on Twitter or Instagram. I, I tweet out sometimes on Twitter and Instagram. You can get, you just see, basically just see our... um. Our, our thumbnails and our and our really really cool art um from our thumbnail guy zane um and yeah you can also follow me on twitter at tom the bodman i don't really do much but i like it and retweet a lot of stuff um and yeah i think that's everything right
1: you know everything? yeah that's everything yeah awesome so yeah. yes
0: without further ado
1: take what you're giving yeah this is this is you <laughs> give nothing back <laughs> Right. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.